0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 219 of the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Booker, and I'm alone today. This is a solo episode, and if you hear something going off in the background, it's because I'm squeezing this podcast in while my wife has taken my daughter to swim class, and I am just cooking dinner and having a glass of wine before they get back, and this podcast is is filling in that space. Uh, So... How's it going? And uh, weird, weird mood today. Um, One of my closest friends, his father had been suffering from cancer for a very long time, and he passed away today uh, in a controlled environment, doped up on morphine so he was comfortable. But it's very weird that that person is gone. Um, For those of you who uh, um, remember when I drove that 240Z cross country, he's the one who bought that car. And anytime I went to Meekum in Florida, it was with him to help him buy and sell cars. So uh, I'm raising a glass of red wine in his honor right now. But I don't want to start this on a downer. It's just it's just a weird mood. Um, uh, that's all. So switching gears, <laughs> car podcast. Um, <clears throat> uh, I drove the Superformance Grand Sport Corvette recently. Um. It is excellent. Now, I've talked to a few people who – or one person whose opinion I respect who disagrees with me. He didn't like some of the – I think the throttle issue he might have driven. So there's two cars they have available for people to drive. And now, for those of you who don't know, it's based on the 1963 Corvette Grand Sport. Zora built five of these that were just pure racing Corvettes, got them into the hands of people who would go race them like Roger Penske and a few others. Wanted Chevy to build 125 of them, but GM was like, nope, we are not doing factory-backed racing. So they didn't do them. These cars were amazing. Um, One of the great engines that you could find in these was an all-aluminum, 377 cubic inch GM engine, small block, with uh, four 58-millimeter Weber carbs in some cross-ram intake situation on top of the engine. You can get that engine in these cars, but... Interestingly enough, there are seven other engine choices because you basically go to the GM Performance Parts Catalog and pick the engine you want. Now, these cars look so badass. Drove two of them. First one I drove had an LT1, the modern LT1. So that's a 460 horsepower engine. Very cool. Uh, throttle was doing something weird. It's a fuel-injected motor just pulled out of the vet, but the way the throttle talks to the engine, there's like a little bit of delay in first, so it makes for some weird clutch slippage issues. Um, you're beating up the clutch harder than you should, but it sounds good once you're rolling, and once you're rolling, everything's fine. It's just that initial takeoff, especially if you're on a hill, then you're, you're it's not good. Unless you know the car, maybe you get used to it. Now, the second car I drove, this was the one I personally liked, but if you don't have any experience with older cars, you might hate it because it is a very heavy gas pedal. And that's because the engine is sucking in air through a, uh, I think it's Hillborn. It has the eight stack injection on top. Oh, oh my God. This, it not only looks gorgeous. So it's an LS3 prepped by Lingen filter, making 500 horsepower. Pedal is so heavy because you're opening up you know all those throttle bodies it is it is fantastic i loved the heavy pedal a uh, great gearbox in both cars this one was easier to drive a little bit for me because it didn't have that weird uh initial throttle issue that the lt1 car had um, both cars had wheelwood brakes. They run basically the same suspension as the original grand Sports on you know custom built chassis with transverse rear leaf springs, except these cars get front coil so there 's a little bit more adjustability and uh, track focusedness. They also have air conditioning from vintage air and you turn it to one click and it is freezing cold it 's amazing it 's comfortable inside. I fit no problem it 's the most one of the most badass looking cars you can get. Price point wise, I think it's about 160 to 190 depending on what you do inside of them, what engine you pick, all that stuff. Tons of money, but you're basically getting a Grand Sport. These are licensed from GM, so these are real Grand Sports, except they're just not one of the original five. You're never going to be able to buy one of those. The last time one came up for sale was 2009. It's in the uh, Simeone Museum now, and the rumor is they spent about $5 million for it. You're, you're never going to buy one of these. So this is, for a fraction of the cost, you have one of the raddest cars around, much like they do with their Daytona Coupe and all that stuff. So I really, really love that. I'm in the process of editing that video. It will hopefully be out later this week, but I'm shooting some video with McGuire's tomorrow, so that's going to take up some time. They're going to show me, hopefully, how to restore some of the paint on my Benz, which I'm actually really, really looking forward to, because I do have the Benz back. I'm very excited to have that car back, uh, and I'm talking about my '74 sedan, not the wagon, obviously. Um, so, uh, the the Grand Sport video will hopefully then. I, I'm gonna say next week, just to be safe, because then I have to fly back east um, for some personal stuff. Uh, Friday, come back Sunday. Should have time to edit it, but I'm shooting the McGuire's thing tomorrow. So the Benz. Speaking of the Benz, because I. Just brought it up. The Benz is back. lice Auto House in Garden Grove, California. The guy there is Matt, and he did an awesome job. I have the old-school steering wheel on there, and he even hooked up the horn. So I have a horn once again. Fixed um, hoses and seals that were leaking. Uh, did um, the ball joint up front, you know, in the suspension. Uh, just saw that there were basically worn-down brake pads in the rear, so he replaced them for free and uh, this i mean that's the kind of shop this is where he's like oh i didn't tell you about that but i just went ahead and did it on something that you would say yes to anyway not like i went ahead and you know, rebuilt your engine or I went ahead and gave you brake pads because you had none back there, that kind of guy. Uh, so I really, if you have a vintage or even modern, because the, there was a brand new C63, they've done some AMG GT stuff in there. So vintage to modern, Leistung and Garden Grove knows what they're doing. And this is, this isn't a paid ad or anything like that. I paid for the work to be done for the, the bends. Um, I'm just recommending a fantastic shop. I'd be remiss if I didn't recommend this shop really like what they did over there. Um, we're talking about getting the air, air conditioning back online. It's not going to be as scary financially as I thought it would be. So I'm very, I'm very excited that I found a shop right out of the get go first try. Oh, we also redid the front seat pad bottoms cause that has the old horsehair and it was like just disgusting and shot. So rather than do the whole seat, cause it, it would have been kind of expensive, um, we did the front seat pad bottoms. Then down the road, we'll do the seat backs. Uh, I think I'm just going to find some headrests online and swap the covers to the ones I have in my car, or something like that. Just because there's nobody really offering, you know, fresh um, headrests. I could get a shop to just do foam on those, though. Probably uh, I'll figure that one out, and then maybe we'll move to the back seat after that, and then the headliner. You know, just piece by piece, bring this thing back to life. Got some Michel- fresh Michelin tires on there. I'm very, very happy with the car. I am talking to Clarion once again for a system. Now, I don't want to take the Becker out. I want to keep that in there, but I want a, it has one speaker, and it's a shitty speaker. Um, so there's got to be something we can do with keeping the Becker but having basically a separate system I can run off through the car and and just do it really, really right. I'm very much looking forward to that. So we'll, we'll figure that out as it comes. Um No press cars this week, because I got the Benz back, but I am getting the Volvo V90 soon, and I'm super excited about that car, because you know I love my wagons, so I can't wait to drive that one. Um, Awkward red wine pause. Yes, I have to call attention to it. Don't worry about it. Um, So since this is a solo podcast, I did want to bring up some things first, some car stuff, and then... um, uh, there's no news. I'm not doing news this week just cause I didn't have time. It's, it's just very busy this week. Um, and then I want to basically dive into the questions cause I think your questions are going to eat up a lot of time tonight, which is, you know, a good thing because there's a lot of good questions in there. But before I get to that, where is my clicking around on my notes over here? Uh, I wanted to talk about our friends from, driveline driveline is sponsoring the hooniverse podcast for a few weeks and we don't just reach out if people reach out to us and say we want to sponsor your podcast we look at who they are and what they're doing we don't just allow them to be like okay we'll take your money which is probably dumb on my part and part of the reason why i'm broke but i don't want to spit ads at you that are things that i don't believe in i want i a couple years ago, I did video ads for Dollar Shave Club. I used them for years before they reached out, so it works. Now, here, this one's even better because it's a car thing. Driveline is the world's first social driving app and comes exclusively to the iPhone. Uh, basically, it's a social app for you to share your favorite driving roads. You can map your own routes. You can classify them as hill climbs, cruises, B roads, loose surfaces, trails. You can share what kind of cars you're doing. You can do video from your phone's camera. So you can do like a video feed and everybody can see what you're doing behind the wheel on these roads. You can share these cars, these tracks, your drives. You're even going to be able to start earning points towards contests and giveaways. So it's just a cool idea for a like-minded community, which is myself and all of you guys and gals, to share your favorite driving roads. Now, maybe don't share your best driving road. Hold that one back. But this is going to be good for those of you who are traveling on business and you've rented the fastest car on the planet, which is basically any rental car, and you want to go find a good road. You need Driveline, and it's going to help you. So, I think I, this is a, a, a great app out there for us who want to find great roads off the beaten path. I love that you can do sur- loose surface and trails too for you lifted STI guys. I'm sure there's two of you listening to this, um, or you know you know trucks and and other cool stuff. Um, but this is a great thing to use. It's a great tool. Download it. Become part of the community and help support someone or a group of people that are helping to support us. Bring you this podcast. Go download the Driveline app. So there we go. Now I'm moving over to questions. Um, Let's go to Patreon first. And because I'm not prepared, I'm pulling it up, but I have decently fast internet here, so it should pop up in a timely manner. All right, here we go. Patreon questions. Let's see what we got tonight from you fine folks. Craig R. McBride, thoughts on an American market-only V8 Kia Stinger? I mean, I think it would be great if they did it, um, but I don't think that's what they're aiming for. Uh, maybe that could be something that exists on the Genesis side of the family, even though Kia and Hyundai will tell you all day long how they're separate. I mean, their they're share... Everything. So I'm very excited to finally get my hands on the Stinger at some point. It feels like the most drawn out launch of any vehicle I've ever experienced during my career in this industry, um, if you can call it a career. Um, But I'm sure, I mean, an American market only VA key Stinger would be cool, but they're getting good power out of their turbo and their goal isn't to create... uh, This seems more like a GT sedan in a way because it's not, you know, like blistering over the top. I could be wrong about that, but some of the performance numbers aren't shocking based on the quick. I paid a little bit of attention to Randy Pope's video on the car he shot for Motor Trend. Um, It's a very intriguing car, so I'm I'm not sold on it one way or the other, but I'm very happy that Kia is making a car like this. Let's put it that way. The Advocate. Why do we bake cookies but cook bacon? Bacon. In all seriousness, with another obscenely high horsepower GTR breaking the record in the quarter, how far do you think we can go in the streetcar segment? Do you think we've hit the peak of modern performance engines, or will there be future engines with a ton of overhead for modification as opposed to everything being hybridized? I fear the LS, the RB, the 2JZ, and the VR38, among several others, are examples of the final and greatest moddable engines the world will see. I mean, you might be right there, because automakers will move away from these engines and they will move towards electrifying things, but there is potential for more performance from electrifying things too. And that GTR quarter mile run is crazy, but, you know, um, I mean, we might be bumping up, we might be bumping up towards the end of, of street car, quarter mile times because the numbers are crazy but then you know remember a few years ago we we're like man three seconds wow three seconds now it's 2.9 and, and then it's 2.8 and then it's 2.7 and it's just I mean it's it's unreal so who knows who knows what's possible people surprise us when some dedicated 1320 video disciple really decides to figure out how far they can take a Tesla Model S, you know, like, or take that powertrain and uh, and do something insane with it. I mean, maybe there are faster numbers out there because electrification can get you up to speed more quickly than internal combustion. And as much as I love internal combustion, you know, the, the future is bright if you look at the bright spots in it. I will never not want to have... A gas burning '68 Dodge Charger in my garage, but you know, don't fear the future, embrace it. Matt is your frequent commenter. Niles Rogers, the prolific music producer. If so, sweet, There's, there, I would love to say that it was that Niles Rogers, but I'm going to guess it's not. If it is that Niles Rogers, um, that's amazing, man. You're an incredible dude. And if if it's not that Niles Rogers, you're an incredible Niles Rogers too. Dan Mosqueda, how would you describe Hooniverse in comparison to Autoblog and other auto sites? You don't seem to do much cross-promotion. Also, why don't you have Camille on the podcast? Camille lives in Boston, and I don't like doing phone-in podcasts, as you guys have noticed. Uh, if we have a guest, we want them in person. If if I'm visiting with Camille, I would absolutely have Camille on the podcast because he's hilarious. I find his accent funny and his just general sense of humor very funny. Um, it's I would love to... I pitch... Universe posts other sites, but they don't always pick it up. And then we cover other sites sometimes and stuff. It's just, it's hard when you have such a focus on, on, the video and the podcast that you start to lose focus on the actual written content of the site. And then you're not, the the this other secret, it's not really a secret, but the secret of Hooniverse is that the people who write for us aren't really getting paid for it. They're doing it for the love of it because we have no budget. And they know that. It's not a surprise. Um, so you can't really force those people to do the writing because they're not, you know, an employee, so to speak so it makes it difficult we're in a very difficult position and uh it, we would love to have more writers that that doesn't mean that's an open invitation for you to send all of you listening to send me your horribly written stuff but if you can string words together we're we're willing to see what you can do now you're not going to get press cars that wouldn't happen if if it does, it wouldn't happen for a very long time. There are people who work for me who want press cars and deserve them, but because of liability reasons and just uh, holding tight to the brand, you know, people get into this wanting to to get the press cars. Whereas at Hooniverse, we're slowly—I don't want to say backing away from it—but I'm trying to focus on the cooler shit. I don't want to review. I want to review the Kia Stinger. I don't want to review the Kia Forte. So. I'm gonna. I have some. I have a Chevelle lined up to shoot. I have a Nova and an El Camino lined up to shoot. I'm editing those Grand Sport videos. Now we're not just going to become classic car stuff. I'm. I still. I'm very excited about that Volvo V90. I'm getting a a Forerunner TRD Pro. I'm going to drive the Range Rover Velar because I just don't know why that car needs to exist. So things like that are happening still in the future. And um, we. I would never compare us to Autoblog. Autoblog is an automotive news site that does reviews and, and, and we're more of like an enthusiast driven voice that is trying to scream over the waves of everybody and everybody else in this industry. Cause when we first started, there weren't as many voices out there. We started Hooniverse in 2009, the end of 2009, but still 2009 and our voice could be heard. And now, now we're just getting drowned out because everybody with a camera phone, is is a professional is a vlogger and and people care more about video content than written content and we've m- tried to make that shift ourselves, but it it as much as I love doing video, I really miss just taking photos and writing a good article, which is what I sometimes try to do for other websites uh like the Toge California piece I wrote for Jalopnik, you know stuff like that so it's uh this is a very long conversation. I could keep going on and on, but it'd be best served. For entertainment purposes, if you caught me in a bar, bought me seven beers and asked me about it, because my answers might differ. Michael Damore, Jeff, I'm trying to get... Oh God, look at this, (laughs) this next question. I swear to God, I didn't read this yet. Michael Damore, Jeff, I'm trying to get into writing some automotive pieces. If I email... This is crazy that I did not read this ahead. I swear to God. If I email you some articles, would you review, edit them and consider them for your website? I'd like to work for free if that's all right for you. Uh, yeah, it is. Maybe a senior New England driving correspondent. You'd have to fight Camille for that situation. Ha ha. See, you probably want to get press cars. So that's where we have to step back. If you go in with your expectations known that you have to grind before you deserve to put your ass into an automaker's press car gift, I I want automotive content, but I want I want stories and adventures, and and everybody can do reviews. And so, if you want to send me automotive stories, please please send them in. I'm happy to review them, and there's a good chance we'll we'll put them up on the site. And I mean that. Um, but you not, are not going to then go to email, you know, Volkswagen and be like, "Hi, I I." I Wrote one thing for Universe, and I'm not saying you're going to be doing this, Michael Demore, but this is just a generalization. Uh, yes, they said I could have, you know, like you're freelance still. You're you're not representing us. Um, it takes a very long time to get there. So I I would love to read your stuff. Please send it to me and anybody else listening, Jeff at Universe I will give it a look and I will give you my honest opinion. And I'm pretty lenient too. I, I take I will, I will publish some. Shit that other places wouldn't publish So Ryan Kelly Thoughts on Climb Kana I thought it was awesome I love that they finally changed it up I was talking to Scotto a while back And I know he's wanted to change it up Um, But you also have to convince the sponsors That let's not just do donuts In an abandoned warehouse Let's fucking rip up Pikes Peak And Jeff Swart was a co-director So I mean come on now Jeff Swart's amazing um, the footage was amazing. The driving was incredible. How close he got to the cliff in that one part was just unreal. The cars ridiculous. Uh, I really, really, really liked *Climb Kana*. Thought it was thought it was really, really good. It was just it was very pure. And then the uh, homage to *Climb Dance* was perfect, perfectly shot in that scene. You know, they had to wait for the sun to be right. They had to get the right section of road. He put his hand up perfectly. I, I just to pay homage to that is the way to do that. Properly, so I liked Klimekana a lot. Um, I, I'd love to see where they're going to take it from there. So it'll be it'll be very interesting. But I'm, I have high hopes for them. They know what they're doing. So let's jump over to Twitter. <clears throat> uh, all right, scrolling down to see where these questions start. I started a firestorm—not a firestorm, but I—I I, I posted a question on Twitter asking if because auto journals love, like the Lexus LC 500 that the public won't, and the replies have been. There's been a lot of them. Let's just say that. Um, All right. Where are my questions? Scrolling down. I know there's more. I think there's another one. See, there's too many people. Um, Okay. I think that's Patrick Montgomery at WP Montgomery. What's the best new beer you've drank this month? I haven't had a lot of new beer this month. Um, It's been back to wine a little bit. I had a decent... Um, this sounds terrible, but it was a pineapple IPA. My neighbor gave me cause he needed to scan something. So he came over in the middle of the day and as a thank you, gave me a beer and I was like, okay, yeah, we can have this now. Um, fuck who made it? I don't remember who made it, but, <laughs> um, I'm sure there's not a lot of pineapple IPAs. It was plain. It could have used more pineapple, to be honest. Um, I'm still in love from earlier in the summer. Oh no, I had a good one with Josh Ostrander. Um, on Friday, last Friday, Josh helps me shoot some videos. Um, fuck. It was like a raspberry sour and it was at this restaurant called urban in the foothill ranch, Lake forest area. I got to find out what beer that was and I will respond on Twitter because it was a really good sour, light, very good, uh, late lunch beer. Um, so yeah, Bill Bilson at Judd Judson. Hmm. How many Saab owners do you think have converted to Volvo? My family now has two Volvos and a Saab. That'd be a great thing to find out. Hopefully Volvo recognized that that was an audience that they should be grabbing because, you know, you go from quirky Swedish brand to quirky now incredible Swedish brand. Um, that's a really good question. I, I wouldn't be surprised, too, if maybe some went Subaru, like higher trim Subaru stuff. But you might be right about the Volvo front. Uh, I would really love to see the stats on that, as nerdy as that would be. <clears throat> um, scrolling up. Blake C. wrong. Oh, no. There was another question. How excited are you about Raf Loves and Balaban's new TV show on Jalopnik? I, I love those guys a lot. They're very funny. Um, there's, you know, there's always a jealous, jealous tinge. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a jealous tinge when somebody gets a chance to do something that you think you could do well and no one's really given you the shot to do so yet. Um, but you don't, Get the shot. You earn the shot, and and that's sometimes where m- my mental stumbling block is. I just need to work harder and and put myself out there more. And Raff and Balaban are fucking hilarious. Um, so I mean, and they have the Jalopnik writing staff behind them who can just you know no fucks given when the need arises. It'll be interesting to see how it translates to TV. But I wish them all the best, and I'm looking forward to watching it. And I'm I'm super proud and happy for them. So. And that's a hundred percent true answer, Brandon Maxwell at bmax three two four two wombat update uh update is I'm working on figuring out shipping because it's going the car is leaving the state to get the work done. Uh, I know which shop we we have some details lined up I'm working on shipping right now. I'm literally working on shipping, so that's the update. Blake Z. rong wants to know if his cat can do a seven episode arc on the jalopnik show and and I really hope that that happens. Um, let's see, scrolling back up. There's a lot of LC 500 commentary mixed in here. That's why I'm having trouble finding all the questions. Uh, team radar love at midnight. Derifto the year is 2047 at 12 AM tomorrow. Manual driving is illegal. One car, one day of driving, what car and where do you spend your last 24 hours? I think I would take a super performance Daytona coupe, um, because I'm, I'm, we're, I'm doing relatively obtainable. Nope. No, 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 no. I'm backing it. I'm backing it out. I'm doing a Mad Max replica with a work end, with a working Y-end blower, and I'm going to drive from Canada to Mexico. How far is that? Can you make that in a day? I've. Well, I will just put it that way. I will, uh, so that I can celebrate south of the border and enjoy my manual driving. Um, yeah. So Mad Max replica, working blower, Canada to Mexico. I have no idea if you can do that drive in a day. You probably can't. Uh, maybe you can. Maybe you can. That's my choice. I'm going to, I will make it. Uh, let's see. Lots of Lexus bullshit, Lexus bullshit, Lexus, but man, I'm saying people are really talking about that fucking lexus question matt carhart at long dx commuter what do you anticipate will replace the current cuv craze uh affordable electrics i don't really know um i can't see anything replacing it i i can see the cuv craze morphing into egg pods autonomous egg pod electrics so i don't see anything replacing the cuv craze and maybe that's because i'm old and i can't see that far ahead anymore Another question, same, uh, long DX commuter. Where do you see your brand go in the next 10 years? Will something else supplant YouTube as a vehicle? If I am still doing literally this in 10 years, I am divorced in a basement and my daughter is not talking to me. If I haven't turned this into something else, be it with Hooniverse or with another company, I've failed. Uh, that's that's 100% honest truth. I, my, I mean, my goal is to be at a position where I can then move somewhere else. And I don't know where that somewhere else is. I've had a few ideas. Uh, I'm talking to some people, but n- as it always seems to go, <laughs> things are promised, things get said, and then shit doesn't happen. So I'm trying to find ways to stop that cycle, basically. Uh, if you knew how many times I've had meetings with people for this thing or that thing, and it just never fucking happens. Um, and I've only had a half a glass of red wine. If I had two glasses you guys would hear some stories. Again, corner me in a bar and give me beer and I'll tell you way too much shit. Uh, we are moving on to Facebook questions now as I pull those up. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. Scroll down to the questions. There was a great, I'm just, I'm scrolling past it on the, uh, Hooniverse Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Hooniverse. There was a great post that I wrote today. (laughs) Somebody on Reddit found a vintage Nissan 300ZX ad, so I posted it because it had, it had amazing taglines and I still miss my 85Z. Um, one of them was zero to awesome. I mean, that's so, that's so good. That's so good. You need to go see that, that video on Hooniverse.com, um, All right. Facebook questions. Lance J. Roberts asks, I don't know much about Porsches, but want to learn more. Do I seriously have to memorize all the factory codes? 996, 964, 987, 981. I just find that annoying when you talk to a Porsche owner about his 911 and you can't just refer to the model year without them quoting the factory code. That happens in in lots of tight circles. Um, M3 owners will do it. Um, they just do it to so you know what's different. I mean, then you like I'm a nine nine one two. I'm a nine nine one one, and it's it's not that difficult to learn once you talk to someone who's not an asshole and teaches you about it, like Bradley Brownell did for me. Bradley, I got to find that article. Um, I think you wrote it for Hooniverse If you didn't write it for somebody else, um, but it's not as difficult as you think. So it's it's it's. Probably part of getting into Porsches, but it's not necessary. It's never necessary, but it can help, especially when you're shopping and you want to know where you're shopping. Michael Delaney, where do you think Aston is heading? Uh, I don't know why I read that like I was doing VO. Where do you think Aston is headed? You think they'll continue to make V12 manual cars? Wasn't a huge fan of the latest one they put out. The broken rear pillars are lame, and that carbon fiber trim that makes it look like it's made of marble or something looks like trash. What do you think? Does it look better in person? I think the carbon fiber trim, you're talking about the crushed carbon, it does look better in person, I think. Um, I would go with something else personally, just regular carbon fiber or you know, brushed aluminum or wood in a car like that. I think they will occasionally do special because they can get away with doing low runs because all of their cars are low runs. So they we might still see some V12 manuals, but as they get more embedded with AMG, that's less likely. V8 manuals, I think they'll still do for a bit. I think Aston is heading to a good place, though, because the, the componentry under the beautiful skin works better i i really liked the db11 to a point i missed the engine noise and some of the other driving dynamics i am driving the v8 um towards the end of october and i feel like it's going to be a better car in terms of driving just general driving dynamics less weight on the nose and then i think it's going to make a better sound so i'm very curious about that uh i don't expect it to have a manual and i don't think the db11 should have a manual but the vantage um I think that's going to be something really special. I can't wait till everybody sees what that thing looks like. So I think Aston is heading in the right place because their cars are never not going to be beautiful. They, they've never been as fast as everybody else, but they've, they've always been goddamn good looking. Now, I get that you don't like the floating roof. Uh, if the r- the right color combination can do it and it doesn't look as bad in person, which is never a good excuse for design... But I think the Vantage is going to help things a lot. And that Valkyrie is just unreal. So who knows? Craig Scantlebury, do you think there is enough room in the market for GM to potentially release the C7 ZR- ZR1 at around the same time as the mid-engine C8? Even though the C8 would be more exotic, it will likely only be first available in a more mild base form. Um... I mean, that's a tough question. I, I don't know what their strategy is gonna be. This would be a good question for Chris to be around for this one. I don't know what the plan is with the Corvette. People keep saying mid-engine. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised at all if they they push off the mid-engine for another gen, so that they can release some more potent C7 stuff and really refine a mid-engined C8 car, the Zora, whatever they want to call it. So I'm not really sure what's going on with the Corvette, so I can't really answer best. Rob Booth, with the rise of autonomous vehicles, how, if at all, have press launches changed? Example, given is there now more emphasis on tech rather than driving characteristics? There is a heavy emphasis on tech. However, there's nothing really like the autonomous lane keeping and and all that, like there's no real self-driving cars yet. Go listen to Alex Roy on Twitter and watch him just rail on the media for calling these things self-driving cars. Um, The new Cadillac thing is interesting. I think it's called Super Cruise, but yes, press launches are very tech heavy depending on a given car. Chris Cavalieri, you get access to a time machine and get to bring one vehicle with you. Where and when as well do you go and what do you bring? I go forward to the future because i like sci-fi and it bums me out that i'll never be able to travel through space as if i was you know in ender's game or something like that um so i'd go i travel through time but i would bring my 68 dodge charger with me to the future and uh yeah that's what i'd do Russell Gorley, what is the worst car movie, not in the Fast and Furious franchise, that you've had the misfortune of suffering all the way through? I can, I'm really lenient on car movies. Um, let's see, I I'm gonna count this. I never watched the movie, but I had to. I did a story on Need for Speed, so I was on set for one evening of Need for Speed being filmed, and I fucking hated just being there because it I, like it. They take being on a movie set sounds fun. And then for 10 minutes it is, and then the rest of the time it is fucking miserable. So I hated being there. The coolest part was talking to the people who rebuild the cars, which was all custom tube frame cars with CAD designed bodies to look like the supercars, all sporting LS threes and manual gearboxes. So if something breaks, they can rebuild it really quickly. I wasn't allowed to shoot photos while I was there. They promised me these photos and they never sent the photos. So my article ended up fucking sucking. And, um, I didn't feel bad about that at all because the trip was just dumb as shit. So I'm going to say need for speed. (laughs) And if anybody says The Wraith, you're wrong. That movie's incredible. Kevin Kurtz, I keep seeing RX-8s on the road, running, not dead. How bad of an idea is picking one up on a scale of texting your ex-girlfriend to voting for Trump? None of those are good things. um, But picking up an RX-8, if you can get it for dirt cheap, do it. If you go to Hooniverse.com, one of our guys has done just that. And he's turning it into a drivable lemons car. Uh, So go check that out on Hooniverse.com. Doug Bradley, what are your thoughts on the new Kia Stinger GT? Will people buy a premium-badged performance sedan? Enthusiasts will. Enthusiasts will buy a premium bad, well, a premium kia badge sedan. The general public will be a tougher sell, but I, I, I don't know. I hope people are getting over badge snobbery. I don't know if they are. I think a lot of people have figured out that G, the Genesis is a really good car, so it's possible. But I do think enthusiasts will buy it. Derek Kuhn. I don't know if I'm... K-U-E-H-N. Quint. Quinn. I'm going to say Coon. Best rear-wheel drive car to daily in Minnesota under 30K with good set of winter tires. I'm thinking EcoBoost Mustang. That or you know a BRZ are your two choices, basically. Um, and with winter tires, you'll be the king, so don't worry about it. Blake Swan, serious question. Is there a good IPA for a newbie that doesn't have a ton of calories? Oof. Have to watch my figure. A lot of thirsty men out there, but none of them dig my extra poundage. Um I don't know, man. The IPA slash um, calories thing, you just got to go with sessions. I think you'll be better off with sessions. And there are so many good sessions right now. So I'd go that route. I would imagine that the sessions are probably your best bet. Uh, Founders All Day is a great one. Um, who's the other? Pizza Port makes a great session IPA. Start with those two if you can find them and then hit me up for more and I can probably think of other ones. Another question from Blake. Given that Ford's new furniture CEO child molester, do you... What? Given that Ford's new furniture CEO child molester, is that like a... Did I miss something or... um. Was there, like, an autocorrect? Do you see a future for any fun cars in Ford surviving? I love that they made the Focus the size of a fucking land yacht and canceled the Fiesta ST, so basically you're forced to drive a tourist-sized car or a motorcycle. The last part wasn't really a question, but more of an expression of my anger. Who the fuck runs a furniture company anyway? So maybe he's more serious. Like you, most serious problem you encounter as a CEO is Bev doesn't care too much for the blue leather on her couch. Fuck. Um... Yeah, they'll still make some fun cars. I mean, they'll still be the Mustang. I, I, if there's enough groundswell, maybe a Fiesta will come back at some point. But it, 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 gas goes up and down, and the cars follow that, unfortunately. Joshua Woodell. at what point of child's age can you trade dad car for a sports car? I am actually working on an article about this that you never, ever have to. I drove my daughter in a DB11. I drove my daughter in, in a BRZ. You can do it. You just gotta bend your back together back there. If the car if it has a back seat, and some of you will argue that the, the point of a sports car, but I I'm going with sporty coupe. It has a if it has a back seat and will fit a car seat, my daughter rides in it. She loved the TTRS. Daddy, let's take the red car. Yes we did. Greg Scantleberry, what car would you love to drive but are too tall to fit in? I, f- I fit in a lot. I, have the- I don't know what wrong- is wrong with everybody else's body, and I'm not saying it's my body. I can fit it in an N-A Miata, no problem. N-B-N-C-N-D. Um, the only time I had some—in I in a Lamborghini with a helmet on, I had some trouble, and that's like first-world problems that I aren't really true to me, fake first-world problems. Um, there was a Caterham that I wanted to drive that was like a supercharged one, but I, my feet— had trouble with the pedal box. So that was the only one I could think of. I could, I fit in fucking cars. Um, so there Talmadge Elton Gardner, really digging 98 ish Lincoln Mark eights at a daily. How bad of an idea of this? I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's a great idea. I've always liked those because I'm from new England. Nick Taylor new Audi A4 Quattro, C-Class Formatic or 330XI drive for Tahoe trips. Uh, A4 all the way. Love the new A4 is so fucking good. So and I have no experience with the BMW and I have no experience with the latest C-Class. You know I love Mercedes, but everything Audi is doing right now is the win. Um, fuck, my food is beeping downstairs. I'm going to run these real quick. Niles Rogers, which gen is the best looking IS? Uh, Whichever one is the sport cross. Will Desroche, Jeff Glucker, thoughts on Aston Martin's F1 announcement. I'm excited to see what it turns out. Russell Turnbull, Wombat update. I said that. Where did the truck money go? It partly went into fixing my bends and the other part is going into getting the Wombat started. What car in Toyota's lineup other than GT86 needs a German edition, GRMN? Um... Hmm. I mean, the 300-horsepower Camry. Jonathan Klein, are you drunk yet? No, I am not. Uh, so that's it for this week, because you can hear the beeping literally in the background. Sorry, this wasn't a longer episode. I apologize for that, but solo episodes are tough when you're squeezing them in between your daughter's swim lessons and... Um, making dinner which is beeping at me angrily in the background for if you're curious it's spaghetti squash with turkey meatballs and my meatballs are the fucking bomb um so you know uh look for the grand sport video coming up soon i'm still exploring the teespring idea for t-shirts and stickers uh the rest of the patreon stickers are going out because i only sent half of them so the other half is going out later this week, excuse me. Uh, don't forget driveline app. And then, uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.